Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the Pet Biz Guru and founder of the Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tip Tuesday. Now, I know you are listening to this podcast out of, like, the biggest curiosity. You want to know just how exactly can ramen improve my pet business, right? I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, I have been thinking about the subject of this podcast for a while, and so it took me a little longer to get it out to you than I thought because I've really been just kind of rolling it around in my head. Many of you know that I took actually my first ever, I know, ever international trip in June. I went with my 18-year-old daughter and it was her graduation, um, graduation congratulations, I guess, and we went to Japan for two weeks which wow I could I could go hours about the impact that trip had on me you've probably seen it if you're following any of my social media a few of my pictures but one of the things that really impacted me which this is gonna sound funny was the cup of noodles museum now yes I'm talking about literally cup of noodles, that styrofoam cup wrapped in plastic that you pour the boiling water into, or sometimes you can microwave them, and you have your instant meal. Myself, like I think many college students, were terribly poor, and I pretty much existed on ramen noodles when I was in college. Actually, I really enjoy pulling out a package of them, even now, and eating it. My daughter insisted, and of course this trip was all about her, she insisted on going to the Cup of Noodles Museum. So, okay, we were in our last couple of days uh, in Japan before we left, and the Cup of Noodles Museum is in Yokohama, which is south of Tokyo. I don't know if that's considered a south suburb of Tokyo. I don't know. Everything over there was so intensely densely populated more so to me and like bigger than New York City even feels Uh, those of you that have been there know what I mean and so we went to the cup of noodles museum I was number one very impressed walking in there because of how fancy it was and I got a little bit schooled I knew nothing whatsoever about the history of ramen and especially the creator of ramen, Momofuku Ando. Now, I don't know if you have heard of Momofuku Ando before, but here's just a little bit about the impact I did not even know that he had had on society. First of all, he created instant ramen noodles, the chicken ramen version, back in 1958. So that was the world's first instant ramen noodles. Now think back to, of course, what was going on in Japan in 1958. This was post-war recovery 
honestly, it was not too long after World War II. There were food shortages. There was a lot of economic challenge. And many Japanese that were alive during that time really see him almost as a savior of society because he created a food that was, um, number one, affordable, of course. It was super convenient, even though they didn't have a lot of resources uh, available to them. You could very easily just add boiling water to it and have a meal. Um, it had such an incredible global appeal. It really started to boost Japan back up in the world market uh, with the technological advancements that came along with it and how it uh, really transcended Japan's borders and became popular in other countries. So it definitely helped with globalization of food culture and, of course, bringing in additional uh, revenue to the Japanese economy. So that was a significant thing that he did. Now you think, okay, well, gee, the guy that created ramen noodles, right? Well, 1971, he didn't stop with just ramen noodles. In 1971, he invented cup of noodles. Uh, so the actual styrofoam cup of noodles, which is what the whole factory was all about. You even got the opportunity to make your own cup of noodles. Let me tell you, that was really, honestly, so much fun. <laughs> And my daughter and I made up our own cute little cups and got to decorate them. It is a whole process. They take you through the factory process there. Then in 1975, he figured out how to freeze dry the instant noodles. So it was lighter weight and easier to ship worldwide. And then, oh no, didn't stop there. In 2005, when he was 95 years old, he created Space Ram. He actually... Uh, collaborated with the Japanese Aerospace um, Exploration Agency, and he created a ramen that, and I don't remember the technology, but a ramen that would somehow stick together well enough that it could be eaten in zero gravity. And it has been consumed in space. And it's, it's incredible what he was able to do in his lifetime. Of course, he did, he did pass on at age 96, in 2007 but he honestly left behind such a legacy and okay so long story what on earth is jamie talking about this time and why do i care about momofuku ando in japan and um his ramen noodles right well when i was in his museum one of the big things that they really focused on was his legacy uh, not just the legacy of what he created, but his entire view on business, his view on innovation, his view on being the best person that you can possibly be. And one of the sections as I was going through the museum that it impacted me so much that I took a picture of the wall and I've been chewing on it this whole time thinking this is incredibly inspiring and this applies to business in general, but certainly to our pet industry. So that's why I wanted to bring to you one of the biggest things that I got, which was his six key words that really formed the basis of his creative thinking and were a through line of the conversation of his life. So the first thing that uh, he had as one of his six key words, discover something completely new. 
now, you know, sometimes we we think, oh, everything out there has already been discovered and there is something new. But it's really that concept of having an innovative mindset that we should always, you know, no matter what sector of pet business we are in, we should always be looking for something new and exciting. We should be looking for products that might benefit pets and their owners, services that might benefit pets and owners. It's really our responsibility as business owners not to just keep our heads down and plow forward with what we do every day. We need to take those opportunities to take a step back and listen to the market. See what people are interested in. Do those demographic surveys. Ask your clients questions that might help you in understanding their values and beliefs that might help you adjust or even find something completely new that you can offer to them. We saw a lot of this out of necessity through the pandemic that there was a lot of innovation. People were making changes as quickly as they could at that point just to survive in business in a lot of circumstances. But whether it is because you're forced to, you should always be looking for something new. What is the next new thing? Because it has not all been discovered. Now, second keyword. Find hints in all sorts of places. I love this one. Uh, We are all challenged in our pet businesses every day, if you're me, right? We have challenges and we really are best served not just looking within our own industry and looking within our own experiences, not even just looking within social media. We need to expand our awareness outside of our industry. There are hints everywhere. You need to always keep your eyes and ears open and look for other creative solutions in the market in general. Business is business. The next greatest idea for your business that is going to dynamically change it could come from, I don't know, the janitorial industry. We just never know when those ideas are going to hit us. And always keep some way of taking notes. I love journaling for this reason because I can go back and look at those and remember those quick thoughts that I had that sometimes are just a blink and they're gone and you need to capture those things. Sometimes that is... That's the world talking to you and you need the opportunity to catch those and use those little little hints and suggestions that you see and see if there's something behind those that is really going to make a huge difference. I don't really think Momofuguando, when he was in his little shed with his chicken coop outside working on chicken ramen, really thought that, you know, dropping the noodles in something and flash frying them was going to dramatically change his entire country and start an entire sector of the food industry based off of quick, convenient, and affordable. So third key word, nurture an idea. This one 
you know, many times we'll have ideas. If you're a visionary like me, it's like you have 20 million ideas every day, right? You you need an implementer that is there to help you pull those ideas out of the clouds and make them real, make them tangible, actually implement, right? But, you know, what we really need to do is take those and figure out their full potential. Take them through the iteration process. This takes hard work and it's going to come with some failure. Uh, You know, he certainly didn't back down from failure. If you think about some of the greatest, most important inventions in the world, they came with failure after failure after failure, right? So to nurture that idea, you need to take it. And the most important thing is implement it. You are not going to know what works and what doesn't until you implement. And yes, you might put it out there and it might completely bomb. But you know what? You are going to learn something from that. You need to evaluate the the data that you get back, the response that you get back from the market. And then you iterate. You make a change. And then you know what? You put it back out there again. You implement. It is a cycle. Implement, evaluate, iterate. It is cyclical. And if you keep nurturing that idea to its fullest potential and do all that hard work that needs to be done, you never know what you're going to come up with, right? All right. Keyword number four, look at things from every angle. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love this. Be open-minded. So many times in my business, I have uh, not, honestly, not been open-minded. I have thought with clients, I have thought with employees, I have thought with managers um, that whatever decision that I had made was the correct one and I wasn't willing to see other viewpoints and perspectives. You really need to be open-minded in your pet business. You need to be growth-minded. Consider multiple viewpoints. Consider different approaches to what you are doing. You got to remember that the business is not all about you. It's about your clients. You know, I really like to um, remind people that you probably aren't your ideal client. Don't make decisions in your business as though you are the only one that understands the marketplace. You know, like some of these other keywords, you know, make sure that you are listening to the marketplace and you are responding to that. So that is keyword, listen to it. So making sure that you do view all of the decisions in your business from all of these different approaches until you figure out which one works through that iteration cycle, right? All right, keyword five, don't just go with the status quo. These all fit together so beautifully in pet business. Be open to new ideas. Find inspiration in unexpected places sometimes. I know many times I am so inspired by those of you that come to me with questions, that come to me with the the passion of starters, that come to me with the excitement of a new business that is growing. And that is that is truly meaningful to me because it re-energizes me too. Um, be open to even unconventional ideas. 
I hear unconventional ideas all the time and I think, ah, that's never going to work. Well, how do I know, right? Because just because I have said that this is the way that we have always done things does not mean that that is how we should continue doing things. So always evaluate what you are doing to make sure that it is appropriate with the changes that are naturally going to come in business. All right. And the last of Momofuku Ando's keywords that really form the basis of his creative thinking is never give up. Now, that was one of his really fundamental values and mantras. He experienced so much in his life, um, fires, uh, financial losses, um, criticism, of course, uh, the amount of time it actually took him to come up with the process to even figure out how to manufacture the flash fried noodles to go in the weird shaped cup of noodles cup. I mean, that is even just a massive innovation story in itself. But even with all of that, he never gave up. And that is probably the biggest thing I want to leave you guys with is I know that those of you listening, you have a dream. If you close your eyes and you really think about like, where do you want to be? in five years, it more than likely is not where you are right now, right? That'd be kind of kind of silly to, to have a stagnant view on your life. You have a vision. You have a contribution that you want to make to your community and, and possibly even to the industry. Don't give up on that dream. Learn from everything around you. Adapt and definitely persist because the market needs you. That's all I have for today, guys. Talk to you on Friday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move?